Yeah. Okay, this is a superstar, Billy Graham, the man of the hour, the man with power, and you just do marking out, and everybody, please mark out one more time. All right. This is marking out. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Spreading like this. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. We marking out. Wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. And also, too, no, I'm just kidding. Welcome back to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by pro wrestling fans. Stack show this week. Controversial, controversial show this week. We got some big stuff coming up on the show. We have a stack show. You can listen to this and all past episodes on iTunes, Stitcher Smart Radio, and also MarkingOut.com. Uh, make sure while you're at MarkingOut.com that you grab yourself a Marking Out t-shirt. Uh, we could definitely use the support all over the world, everybody buying t-shirts. It's, it's a great thing. Um, you can like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, Twitter.com slash MarkingOut. Got to give a huge shout-out to Ring Rope Rebellion for making our theme music and also to Nick Matocho for being an awesome graphic designer and making our graphic design, a.k.a. our logo. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. I'm also sitting here with Brandon. You can follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing? Good morning, good evening, or good night, whenever you're listening to this. What's up? Uh, how about the fact that he asked about me and not you, Dave? And regardless, that's one I am doing awesome as always. Um, I mean, you heard Dave uh, in- introduce himself, I guess, Mister. I have a Twitter account now. I think we should uh, kick it off with some questions and comments from the website. And uh, two weeks ago now, I guess we had a comment from Ryan M on marking out one twenty nine. Which I didn't, we didn't get a chance to read. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read saying, love the show guys, best podcast on iTunes. I uh, deeply appreciate that. And uh, before we move on to the questions and comments from this week, uh, let me let you guys in in a little, on a little secret, in a little secret, I have no idea. Um, Chris and Dave are actually not here this week. So it's it's a Brandon episode. Um, yeah, so kicking off the, the questions and comments this week, we have Andrew F. saying, I would like to apologize. I was one of the commenters. Commenters? Commenters? Is that a real word? Yeah, that's probably a real word. Love the show. Been listening for a while. Also... What do you think will be the payoff match from Triple H versus McMahon angle? I think they both pick a guy to fight them. I would like to see this lead to Vince picking Cena and Triple H picking Taker. Maybe even causing uh, Cena heel turn uh, from at Drew FEM97. First of all, thank you for coming out and saying that those fake... uh, Twitter, not fake Twitter accounts, fake comments were from you, or one of them at least was from you last week, uh, and the the whole Triple H and Undertaker 
match or uh, Undertaker and John Cena. Uh, I don't know if I could see that happening, um, but it's wrestling, so I'm always looking forward to seeing where Triple H and the McMahon angle goes. I'm always looking to see where angles go. I'm sure every wrestling fan is. That kind of sounds stupid to say. Uh, <laughs> second comment on the website. I, I, I kind of love how we, we, we spend some time on the show saying not to write fake <laughs> fake uh, names. But this one's from Oliver Closeoff uh, saying, you guys rock. I'll take it this week. Please, please don't do this. Uh, that one's kind of clever, at least. Um, next up, we have Jason Linick. And Jason says, thanks for the shout-out, guys. Car got totaled, and I did get a Chevy Sonic. Doing much better now, so that's good to hear. He also says, do you think WWE will buy TNA like they did with WCW, or will TNA fold on its own and their wrestlers will eventually be picked up by WWE? Um, I mean, since it's just me this week, I guess I'm going to go ahead and, and speak for myself only, because that's what I should always be doing. <laughs> um... I don't know if WWE will eventually buy Impact or TNA Wrestling. Uh, I could certainly see them folding on their own. And I, I've said that they're not going to be a company in two years anyway. But uh, I, I would love to see all their talent, or not all of their talent, but most of their talent in WWE. Next up, we have a comment from Ben Henderley's really entertaining show smiley face i love the banter you guys have really makes it less robotic and humbling sheik's gonna get me for saying that uh, i appreciate the comment uh this one i'm not gonna be able to pronounce the last name but it's mike it's hbk fan 25 on twitter i have been trying to get caught up on past shows i really enjoy it and it helps me while i'm bike riding keep up the awesome podcasts Thank you for listening. Uh, I guess riding bikes is a great thing to do during the summer. And I guess listening to Marking Out while you're riding a bike in the summer is a great thing to do. Uh, up next, we have a comment from Vince Briga. As crazy as it sounds, assuming Ortiz joins Aces and Eights, could you see Bellator using this, this rivalry from Impact uh, in the build-up to the Ortiz and Jackson fight. As crazy as it sounds, I wouldn't rule it out. I'm interested in hearing your takes. As far as the episode, great as always. I'm a huge fan of the longer ones. Gives me a chance to listen to one each day. I could listen to B to the G laugh all day. Keep it up. Again, uh, thank you. I, I do laugh a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird because I'm laughing during this show already and uh, I'm all, all by myself. I don't know if that's sad or creepy or weird. I have no idea. But um, I, I, I could see Bellator using that in a storyline or not even a storyline in, in real life, I guess you'd say, because that's not supposed to be scripted. But who knows if it is? It might be. Who knows? Well, not the fight itself, but who knows. Regardless, that's two, I think. Uh, Andrew F. 
comment saying to follow up my last comments. I heard something from an actual source that said Cena versus Triple H is being considered. So uh, my idea could be partly true. Like I said, wrestling, you never know. Never say never, I guess. Uh, next up, we have a comment from Justin DeRosa. Awesome episode. I found it funny how Chris zoned out during TNA. I am also going to continue request, continue to request uh, Brandon to sing Dust in the Wind and, and We Want Brad. Let me start with We Want Brad. That's probably not going to happen. Um, or Although you're, you're very much free to tweet to him. Uh, and Dust in the Wind. I don't know. This is my own episode. It might be a musical. And the next comment we have from Max Z. I'm going to say that. Love the show. Listen every week at work. No one at work likes wrestling, so it's nice to have some pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans when there's no one around who likes it. Thanks, guys. At Wrestle Subtitle. That's on Twitter. Thank you for continuing to listen. And our very last comment for Marking Out, episode 130, is Montreal Broski. I'm sure you guys have heard this name many times on this podcast because he likes to write to us and we like to interact with him. So thank you for that. He writes, book that WrestleMania match. You other marks are going down. Marking Out's real number one mark at Montreal Broski. Uh, thanks for the kind words on the podcast this week. You guys keep me entertained every week, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that appreciates it. Um, thank you, Eric from Montreal. Uh, as, I, as I keep going here, I'm going to notice that there's a lot of uhs and ums um, like that one <laughs> because I'm, again, only me. <laughs> and I'm trying to think of what to say as I go, and you'll hear me taking deep breaths, I'm sure, um, because it's only me. Uh, I'm going to kick this off right now with some Total Divas talks. Um, any objections to that? No? Chris? Dave? That's right, you're not here. Good. Uh, there we go again with the uh. <laughs> uh we, we saw a private jet, uh, Daniel Bryan, the Bella Twins, and John Cena took a private jet from uh, wherever they were to Aberdeen, Washington. Uh, and I must say, it must be nice for that. And I, I spoke to Dave about Total Divas uh, the other night, and Dave thinks that JoJo looks like she's just going to be a sidekick. I don't know how I feel about that. Dave had also said that he believes that Eva Marie will end up shining due to her edge. I I could agree with that. We haven't really seen a diva that looks like her or acts like her, according to what we see on TV in the recent past. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of her. She's definitely pleasing on the eyes. <laughs> uh, Fandango came off a little bit creepy this episode, but again, can you blame him? Uh, Eva Marie got engaged and still let Fandango hit on her. Are, are you serious, bro? And uh, you really expect me to believe that Fandango would get to choose his dance partner? Uh, we're not, we're not that dumb. So come on, WWE. But I guess to the people who watch 
Kardashians and Ice-T and Coco, they don't know any better. Um, and, and what's with the mixing of the real names and fake names? We, we know nobody popped out of their mother with the name Fandango, except that movie phone guy. That was a terrible joke. Uh, I'm going to laugh at it when I listen to it later. <laughs> and I must say that the ROH locker room probably hates Daniel Bryan after seeing him chill in John Cena's mansion. I don't know if any of them will get close to a house that John Cena has. Hopefully, hopefully maybe someday. You never know. And uh, John Cena and Daniel Bryan should have won that log chopping contest. Never, ever, ever let a woman win. Then they do nothing but nag you even more and make you less sandwiches. So always, always, always defeat women. Never let them win. Even if you know it might lead to something else, it'll lead to less sandwiches. And last but not least, I just want to say that Cameron continues to come off as a bitch. She shouldn't have spoken to the seamstress like that. Who knows if it's real or not. I'm getting way into this show, though. And I, I do believe that it's time to move on to SmackDown from last Friday. And normally we do the goods, the middles, and the bads. You guys know that already. Uh, this week, I... Didn't want to give you my sole opinion on the goods and the bads um, and the middles. So I did get Dave in on this. Not his voice. You won't be hearing him. But I did ask him for his opinion. I couldn't reach Chris because he's busy working. Um, so these aren't just my views on Raw and SmackDown. So we do have a middle from SmackDown last week. The... I was going to say the Big E, which I apologize right now. I can't stand that I just said that. Big E Langston defeated Sin Cara. The match, I think, went on way too long for what it was, but I'm happy Sin Cara had the offense that he did. Uh, there was a cool reversal of Sin Cara's springboard moonsault into the big ending. Uh, that was pretty cool. Moving on, oh, surprisingly, I don't know. Was it surprisingly that there was no bads for SmackDown? Who knows? I don't know. I'm just a wrestling fan who's by himself in a dark room wearing a Dolph Ziggler shirt talking about wrestling to a computer that, quite frankly, there's nobody even around me listening until I have you in my... No, you have me in your earbuds or your speakers or your iPads. Um, I, I want to say Cody Rhodes defeating Jack Swagger. That was a good match. Jack Swagger. I don't know. What do you say about Jack Swagger? CM Punk defeated Fandango, and I don't understand why people are calling him a jobber. I saw a lot of people on Twitter calling Fandango a jobber, and quite frankly, that's not what a jobber does. Uh, I think Fandango, this is probably one of the better matches we've seen this year in WWE, and I don't know if any of you guys agree to that, but I know Dave and I did agree. Uh, moving on, we had AJ defeating Caitlyn to retain her title, her Divas Championship. And I guess you could say Layla turned on Caitlyn here and uh, didn't allow Caitlyn to get the offense that she needed to get the, the big victory. And afterwards, Layla and AJ skipped up the ramp. So here's that heel turn, I guess. Everybody's been waiting from, from uh, Layla. 
well, it's interesting to see where that goes. If it even goes somewhere, it's WWE. You never know. And uh, just at the beginning of SmackDown, another good Del Rio. He kicked off SmackDown, getting to pick his opponent for SummerSlam. He was a dick. He picked Ricardo Rodriguez. Uh, Vicky Guerrero came out and basically told him absolutely not. And she set up Christian versus Randy Orton versus Rob Van Dam. Yes, I am a Mark who, by the way, I have to remind you again, is by myself and just did the Rob Van Dam fingers. And as I said, Rob Van Dam again, I did that again. But moving on to the match itself. Uh, oh, by the way, it was for the number one contendership. And, but moving on to the match itself, it was a really, really good match. A lot of people are saying match of the year. I, uh, a candidate for it. I personally wouldn't say that, but it's always fun to see Rob Van Dam and Christian wrestle. Uh, I, I personally think their, their hits were extremely hard in this match. And at one point, I'm almost certain that all of you guys saw it. Rob Van Dam hit, a, hit Orton with a kick in the corner and even held his own face as if he knew it was hard. And I guess you can say that Christian saw the win after Orton hit Rob Van Dam with the RKO and Christian reversed the RKO with a backslide pin. Uh, nice show of respect by Orton, by the way, with a handshake after the match to Christian. And again, well, not again, but after the match, Josh Matthews attempted to get an interview with Christian and Alberto Del Rio attacked him to end the show. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm curious, I guess, to see where this leads. I'm sure you'll hear that a, a lot from me on this episode. Um, but Christian deserves, I think, to be in the main event. And, I mean, let's, let's just go to, let's go to Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Um, that hurt my voice. <laughs> and that's not such a great thing. Uh, kicking off Monday Night Raw with a bad, a big bad, CM Punk versus Curtis Axel, which went to a no contest when Brock Lesnar came out. What a shocker. Uh, I'm excited to see this match at SummerSlam, but the build could have been way better. Why was that a no contest, WWE? Why was it not a DQ, WWE? Come on, guys. Another bad that we have is Biggie Langston defeating Dolph Ziggler. To me, uh, Biggie Langston was missing moves left and right here. And I think at one point JBL might have pointed it out, but Michael Cole tried to sell it as if the move was actually hit. I think that's bad. Totally not Ziggler's fault. Uh, it's kind of sad because Big E was impressive during the beginning of the match and on SmackDown too, but I just, I don't know if he can run with the ball. I don't know what's going to happen here. Uh, Big E Langston, you know what finisher I wish you had. So I gave you a chance. You didn't give me much back. Moving on to the middles, we have... Rob Van Dam uh, beating Alberto Del Rio. I personally don't know why this match happened. I guess because their match the other week on SmackDown really didn't happen. But RVD hit his standard six or seven moves. The highlight of this was Ricardo Rodriguez returning after being injured. 
even though we all know and uh, know that he was suspended. Uh, odd that he returned the same night as Alex Rodriguez did to the Yankees. But, fuck him. <laughs> uh, back to Ricardo. After the match, Del Rio beat the ever-loving heck out of Ricardo with the bucket. Bring in El Locale. Please, WWE, please bring him in. Uh, I don't know what more can be said with this. Just bring in El Locale, please. Uh, another another middle we have here is Ryback with his match with Mark Henry that barely took place because he left in the middle of it. Dave said that he liked this because it, it I mean you can't have an ending. Who's gonna what, who's gonna win in this? Ryback who's gonna win in this? Mark Henry. I agree with that, but why are we seeing this over and over again? Why are we seeing these these endings? They don't like do something better. And another middle here. Last week, I kind of shat on it. Uh, the the Wyatt family, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan, defeating Tons of Funk in another match that I don't know why it needed to happen. Dave thinks it's because people don't watch SmackDown. WWE probably thinks because people don't watch SmackDown. Uh, I just don't buy it. I don't buy Tensai and Brodus Clay losing so fast to these two. They were the kings of squashing guys for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then you put them together as a tag team and they're just they just lose to other people who are gonna be squashing guys for weeks, or what's the deal? I just I don't buy it. And uh, another middle we have here, I guess you could say talk about one more match. Just seriously, WWE, listen to me. Remix his theme. Give him the red shirt that says still totally reeks of awesomeness. You push Christian, but you put him against somewhere nowhere near the number one contender spot. It makes no sense to me. I'm sure it makes no sense to the people listening to this. Christian defeating Heath Slater just doesn't matter. Uh, I must say that the match was pretty good. And Heath Slater is a damn good wrestler. There's probably people out there who don't agree, but there's also probably people who do agree. Then uh, we have another middle. Uh, John Cena had cut a promo about how Daniel Bryan is a wrestler. And Randy Orton came out to say that he is the next champion regardless is that three of who wins at SummerSlam. If I picked up on that promo correctly. Uh, which led into Cena and Orton and Daniel Bryan versus The Shield in the main event. And the reason why this is in the middle instead of the goods is for the simple fact that during the match, which was a, a pretty decent match, Daniel Bryan hit the, the yes lock. And The Shield came in the ring and attacked him. And for some reason, that even Jerry Lawler, I'm trying not to curse here, that even Jerry Lawler didn't understand, got DQ'd. Orton RKO Daniel Bryan, Orton RKO John Cena, and then he looked like he was going to cash in the Money in the Bank contract, which The Shield returned to the ring to stop that, but it seemed like that was five minutes too late. They should have let him cash in, then beat him up, 
then Orton would have had no chances left to win the title with the briefcase contract. That was a really long pause of a sentence, but it makes sense to me. It should make sense to some of you, too. But moving on to the goods of Monday Night Nitro, or Monday Night Raw, Daniel Bryan had the corporate makeover. Vince McMahon was out there putting down his talent, which is always a great thing to see. Wink, wink, hint, hint, sarcasm inserted there. Uh, it ended with Wade Barrett coming out to basically shave off Daniel Bryan's beard that everybody in the WWE Universe loves so much. And Wade Barrett ended up getting thrown in the chair, getting his half his beard shaved. That is what I would like to call a ruh. <laughs> because who, who shaves half a beard? I mean, I've shaved half my beard before and had the power go out, so that's kind of funny, but uh, yeah. Another good we have on the list is Cody Rhodes. By the way, I just made that up. <laughs> with the power going out and shaving my beard. I don't know why I said that. I think it's because I, I'm under pressure to perform for you guys, and I don't know why I'm telling you this. I don't know if it's because I'm under pressure to perform for you guys. Another good, though, we have for Monday Night Raw is Cody Rhodes calling out Damian Sandow. He revealed the Money in the Bank briefcase, which looked like it came from the bottom of the Gulf of Mexico. Rhodes ends up getting the upper hand on Sandow, but who has the contract? Because I saw the contract, and I don't know if I saw Damian Sandow have the contract. Maybe you guys could write into us. I don't know. Who do you think has the contract? Does Cody Rhodes sign it? Dry it off? Sign it? Get a contract? I don't know. Who knows? Next on the good list, we have Layla defeating Caitlyn after AJ came out to distract her. Layla hit probably one of the sickest kicks I've ever seen to win the match. Um, I'm really happy that there are many Divas storylines going on at once. I don't know if you guys watch Main Event, but there's like Total Divas stuff on Raw and SmackDown and also Main Event, so that's pretty cool. Uh, another good, we had a, another return. Mr. Boom Boom himself, I guess you'd say. Sorry, Cole Cabana, I can't believe I just said that. Returning, making his way to the ring. Who am I, Justin Roberts all of a sudden? <laughs> Kofi Kingston made his return, sporting new tights to defeat Fandango. Uh, I'm happy to see that Kofi's back in action. Although I would have marked out if Evan Bourne ran down to the ring to either help him out in some way, managerial or something, or attacked Kofi Kingston, setting up a feud for what could be Kofi Kingston's next feud. And, uh, yes, this is our last good of the podcast, the evening. I don't know what you want to say. Uh, the Real Americans picked up the victory against the Usos. Everyone in this match was great, except for Jack Swagger. Uh, he's He really is just missing something to me. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure that fans could agree that there's just something missing. Uh, so if you want to write to us and say that, maybe you, maybe you have something interesting to say. And now that I am done with SmackDown and Raw talk, let's move on to Sheamus for a quick minute or a quick second or two. Um, he, he suffered a torn labrum in his left shoulder that will require surgery. 
he's expected to be out for four to six months. So, uh, I mean, that doesn't really impact any major WWE storylines going on right now, but I do wish Sheamus the best and a speedy recovery. For those of you who don't know when the injury actually took place, it was at Money in the Bank, and it was just further aggravated over the following weeks. Another thing that I wanted to touch on briefly was The Big Show posting a picture on Twitter recently of himself in the gym, uh, looking in great shape, I think. Hopefully he returns to WWE soon. I know they alluded to it a few weeks ago. That never happened. Hopefully Big Show is going to return soon, which I said already. Stupid Brandon. Now is a maybe a favorite time of the episode for me because this is something I've never done before and I, I often get made fun of because I bring up Justin Gabriel and my belief that he can be the future and that he could have had kick-ass matches if he was around in the 90s and there's just so much he could have done. He could have had Justin Gabriel, RVD, Justin Gabriel, Billy Gunn, Justin Gabriel, Chuck Palumbo, Hardcore, TLC, Buried Alive, there's Undertaker, Justin Gabriel, Lance Storm, Justin Gabriel, Matt Hardy, Justin Gabriel, Psychosis, Justin Gabriel, Justin Gabriel masks, Justin Gabriel shirts, Justin Gabriel beanies, Justin Gabriel and Two Cold Scorpio, Justin Gabriel autobiographies, Justin Gabriel board games, that, that that's about it. But uh, now I'm going to move on to the top five Justin Gabriel moments. This list is in no particular order. Justin Gabriel, Tyson Kidd, Rey Mysterio, and Sin Cara defeat the primetime players and Epico and Primo on Monday Night Raw. Justin Gabriel defeats Edge on SmackDown, which was one of Edge's very last matches. His 23rd to last match, to be exact. And Gabriel only won because the core got involved. But it's still a top moment in my memory. Uh, another one would be Justin Gabriel defeating Randy Orton on Monday Night Raw. It was supposed to be him versus Bret Hart, but the anonymous Raw general manager didn't like Bret Hart, apparently. So he was replaced with Randy Orton. The Nexus was banned from ringside, but Sheamus came out, and Orton brawled with Sheamus, resulting in a countout. Orton RKO'd Gabriel after and then beat Sheamus with a chair. Ending with an RKO, Randy Orton hogs the spotlight, of course, as Randy Orton always does. The next, we have Justin Gabriel defeating Tyson Kidd on the 721 edition, 2011 edition of Superstars. That was a fantastic match. Uh, Superstars always had great matches then. Superstars of the show, not Superstars in general. Superstars and Divas, I mean. Um... Go back and watch any of those matches from Superstars, and I dare you to defy me wrong. Is that, is that even the correct saying? I don't know. And lastly on this list is a match from FCW. It was Justin Angel defeating Heath Slater for the FCW Championship in a 2 out of 3 falls match with a 30-minute time limit, and it almost went the full 30 minutes. There was maybe seconds left. Uh, this goes back to me saying Heath Slater was a great wrestler. Justin Gabriel is a great fucking wrestler. I'm sorry for dropping that one curse. There might be more that I just didn't hear myself say. Uh, but moving on again, 
the top five matches that would have been awesome if Gabriel was in it. This one is again in no particular order. Number one was Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon versus Justin Gabriel at WrestleMania 10. The latter match, of course, with uh, the Intercontinental Championships on the line. Number two would have been Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant versus Justin Gabriel at WrestleMania 3. Just think about how much Justin Gabriel could have added to that match with the immortal meeting the immovable object, meeting the high-flying Cape Town South African wolf or whatever it is. Uh, number three would be Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Eddie Guerrero versus Justin Gabriel at Halloween Havoc 1997. I know for, well, I can't say I know for a fact, but I'm going to say I know for a fact that many of you would agree that that could be a kick-ass match. Number four, it is, of course, a match that every single wrestling fan should see. CM Punk versus Samoa Joe versus Justin Gabriel at Joe vs. Punk 2. Uh, Ring of Honor was pretty much on fire at that point before they fizzled out. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and the last match, of course, would be Hollywood Hulk Hogan versus Kevin Nash versus Justin Gabriel on Nitro with the finger poke of doom ending. If Justin Gabriel was in that match, who knows if all those fans would have turned their TVs later on in the night to see Mankind win the WWF Championship. Uh, moving on from that, I hope you enjoyed that list and the other list and the other list, I guess you'd say. But moving on, NBC aired a special edition of WrestleMania 29, which, by the way, I was goaded into watching by not knowing that it was just going to be highlights from Rock vs. Cena 2. I personally believe it should have been Taker versus Punk, uh, but I do understand why it was Rock versus Cena. But come on, WWE, what, what kind of bullshit was that? I didn't want to see them again and again and again. And I'm going to talk about the WWE 2K14 Phenom Edition, which features a tin coffin box, a signed Undertaker card, an American badass Undertaker character and entrance, etc. It's 900, I don't know why I said 900, it's 99.99, and it's definitely not worth it in my books. I'll just wait and get the American badass for 199 or whatever that Stone Cold Steve Austin character was from last year. I do hope they release that because I do like American Badass Undertaker and I'm sure Dave is a fan of him because he always went around saying, make me famous. And a, a few weeks ago on the on the show, I made mention of a movie coming out that had those lamb masks that the Wyatt family wear. It's a film called You're Next. Goldberg isn't in it, so pass. And uh, just, just tying that horror movie into this horror movie... Kane will be reprising his role as Jacob Goodnight in See No Evil 2. And I am excited for that. I do not like horror movies. Uh, I did see and I do own See No Evil. I thought it was a good movie. This movie, See No Evil 2, he will be rising from the dead at the morgue and goes on a killing spree of medical students. So... Maybe Bray Wyatt will win at SummerSlam. Maybe Kane will be out to film this. Who knows? I don't know. Now let's get into our interlude. I guess you could say we could take a break here. Um, I hope 
you guys are still listening to this. <laughs> I, I really do appreciate it. Thanks. I... <laughs> So there's another little hand, hand gesture that made me uh, stop. All right, here we go. Take two and a half. I close my eyes only for a moment and the moment's gone. Oh, my dreams pass before my eyes a curiosity. Dust in the wind. All we are is dust in the wind. Same sad song. Same old song. <laughs> Same old song. <laughs> Same old song. Just a drop of water in an endless sea. All we do crumbles to the ground. Oh, we refuse to say. Dust in the wind. All we are is dust in the wind. Were you William Shatner? A wee bit. Don't hang on. Nothing lasts forever but the earth and sky. It slips away. All your money won't another minute buy. Dust in the wind. All we are is dust in the wind. And welcome back to Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk. Wait, that's how Chris begins the episode. Uh, the musical interlude this week was, of course, Dust in the Wind. It was not me. However, um, let me just ex explain to you how excited I was that I gave my old pal, Mr. Barry, a call. Uh, you fans know him as Railroad Rudy. And I asked him, I said, uh, Railroad, this is my own show this week. This is the solo Brandon show. Can you please, the fans for some reason want to hear me sing Dust in the Wind. Would you do the honors of coming on my show and singing Dust in the Wind? And he agreed. Um... We, we sat, we barbecued, we chilled, and we recorded Dust in the Wind for you guys. So I do hope you appreciate that, and I really do. I appreciate Railroad Rudy, so thank you. Thank you very much. That was a weird thing to say, but let's move on to, unfortunately, brace yourselves, TNA Impact. We, uh, we started off Impact Wrestling this week with Bully Ray in the ring talking about... Uh, Chris Saban and their match for Hardcore Justice for the TNA Heavyweight Championship. Brooke Hogan came down and basically said that if he loses the cage match, he'll never get a sh another shot at the title again. Um, I thought Brooke was still wanting to ask Bullies D, but I guess now that she's engaged to that other guy, she doesn't want to do that anymore. And uh, it's kind of weird that Hulk Hogan wasn't on this episode at all. I mean, she was the only Hogan getting paid way too much to be there. But regardless, that might be four now. Uh, Jeff Hardy defeated Samoa Joe in a Bound for, uh, Bound for Glory series match. Uh, what could you say about that match? It was good. 
both back and forth. Joe's great. Jeff Hardy, I think, is great. Uh, another match for the Bound for Glory series was Ken Anderson defeating Magnus, but only because Bobby Roode came out, hit Anderson with a steel chair, causing the disqualification. Magnus now, I believe, is out of first place or loses points. I don't know. Who knows? Well, TNA knows, which is funny because I kind of sit there and wonder... Who's doing the math? Like, who is, who's sitting in the back writing all these matches out and, like, thinking, oh, this person's going to lose 20 points tonight. This person's going to gain 5 points. Or this person's going to lose 10 points. Or I don't even know. I would be so pissed if that had to be my job. But as everybody knows, or as everybody now who listens to this knows, I'm terrible at math. Uh, Tito Ortiz came out to the ring and was interrupted by Kurt Angle who basically just said that he respected Tito, uh, but he is a wrestler. And I, I do think Kurt Angle is right when he, I mean, not, not fully correct, but that he might be one of the greatest wrestlers of all time because, I mean, you had somebody that was so successful in the uh, as an amateur wrestler, and you come into WWF at the time, went through WWE, and went to TNA, and... He was pretty successful there, all those places. So might that might qualify somebody to be the best wrestler of all time, in, in my books at least. Um, Bully Ray came out and basically said that he doesn't respect either of them. So Aces and Eights captain or owner or boss, I have no idea what the nicknames are there. Uh, another match that we had was James Storm, Gunner, and ODB defeating... Uh, Bromans and Mickey James, and I'm um, I'm almost certain I remember a certain knockout that used to be with the Bromans, quote unquote. I I, I kind of wonder what happened to her. Oh oh yeah, that's that's right. TNA uh, TNA released her and literally wrote her out of the storyline with them saying that they dropped her. They're honestly TNA is. T- Terrible when it comes to writing out uh, people that they fired out of storylines. Just terrible. Uh, after the match, Gail Kim came out and attacked ODB. Uh, she runs off. ODB gets up, and Mickey James knocked her down afterwards. Uh, obviously, they don't really have that many knockouts. Uh, so stop tooting your own horn, TNA, about how many knockouts you have. And just let them wrestle. I don't know. Yeah, basically that. And then uh, Kazarian and Daniels went to a double countout in the Bound for Glory series. Neither of them lost the uh, any points because they just they both decided to go out of the ring after wrestling. What I would be pretty satisfied seeing as a wrestling match if there was a finish to it, like like a pinfall. But anyway. Uh, Bobby Roode came down to the ring and got on the mic saying, well, not saying, well, yeah, kind of saying, basically asking Kazarian and Daniels to join him to create a brand new faction. Uh, On a side note, I kind of always think to myself that if there's one thing that TNA needs, it's more factions. Um, 
obviously, I, I would, I would not obviously, but I would like to see, which I'm almost certain I saw said more than once on this episode, but I would more likely be satisfied seeing uh, Bobby Roode, Christopher Daniels, and Kazarian as a faction than something like Aces and Eights or Main Event Mafia, just for the simple fact that it's filled with three guys who are phenomenal athletes and could be, uh, do I say the future of the business? I, I mean, because they're, they're already so old, but and TNA kind of dropped the ball with it. But, I, I mean, I guess you guys know where I'm going with that. And uh, Impact Wrestling closed off with Chris Sabin and Kurt Angle uh, beating Team 3D. Sting hobbled down to the ring, basically latching onto Chris Sabin, just getting a paycheck, doing nothing. And Kurt came from, I guess, maybe the crowd and, and hit Team 3D from behind, starting that match off. And I guess maybe the pressure got to Kurt Angle. I don't know, should I have said that or not? I'm going to leave it in. Uh, unfortunately, last week after we finished recording this episode, uh, not this episode, Marking Out 130, we found out that Kurt Angle was pulled over and arrested maybe for DWI. And uh, this, I mean, this isn't anything new with Kurt. He immediately made a statement saying that he's checking himself into rehab. I don't know if this is WWE-sponsored rehab or not. It'd be interesting to see if Dixie would pay for it, which I doubt. I don't see her paying for it at all. And I, I just, I, I really do hope that Kurt gets all the help that he needs. And uh, I, I do hope that we see him finally retire in a WWE ring. Um, almost certain that, which I think I've also said now, making like this whole show just a, a whole flashback episode for myself, but I'm rambling. Uh, moving on to Ring of Honor really fast. At their show last week, um, BJ Whitmer suffered an injury after Michael Bennett performed a pile driver to him on the ring apron. Uh, in the video clip that's out there, you can see his head actually bounce on the uh, ring apron. And I know that's pretty scary, but I, I saw a lot of people on, t on Twitter saying that the move should be banned. I don't think the pile driver is the most dangerous move in the world. And I don't think it should be banned, but every... I mean, it's wrestling. Every single move that's performed is dangerous. And that's why these these really like these real trained athletes, these pro wrestlers, say don't try this at home. Um, but I mean, I don't want to put all the blame on Michael Bennett, and I certainly don't want to put the blame on the move, and I don't want to put the blame on B.J. Whitmer. It's just one of those situations that you gotta. I mean, I don't know. Do you do you do away with it? I don't think so. Maybe you just got to be way more careful when performing the move. But is that any move? And uh, next in my notes, I just literally I have a sentence. Mark Madden is a tool. So if you go read anything he says, uh, read anything he writes, I should say, he's, a, he's absolutely just such a tool. Absolutely a tool. Uh, 
maybe you could compare me and him, but I hope you don't because I, I'd like to think I'm not a tool. But Mark Madden is just an absolute f tool. Trying not to curse again. Uh, so I think uh, we should maybe move into Dave's shameless plugs. Dave? Shameless plugs. That's right. It's time for Dave the Rave that all the ladies crave to give his shameless plugs of this episode. First, I'm going to give a huge plug to Dennis Stamp. You see that, Dennis? You are booked. You don't just jump on a trampoline. You do do tricks. I said do-do. And I said tricks. I'm going to turn it. Then, I'm going to give an even huger plug to Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund is an American hero to me. He should be an American hero to you. And you kind of sound like Brandon's impression of China right now. You as in the person that's talking. <laughs> and last but not least, the hugest plug. Uh, Dave, can you, can you quit the shit? Seriously? Who are you to cut me off when I'm giving the hugest, most biggest, greatest plug to at Dave the Rave underscore M-O. Follow me, bitches. I did do that. Ugh, Dave, you never cease to amaze. Uh, I guess now we will move on to Chris's match or rant of the week. I don't know because he did not tell me. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Yes, that's right. It's time for Chris's match of the week. We have a really good one this week. And that goes to the match that Bray Wyatt struck in his promo video to light the lantern. I really think that was a good one. Brandon, who are you shouting out? <laughs> Hello there, this is Randy Newman. And I'm telling you that you got some shout-outs from Brandon. Uh, first of all, what's wrong with you two? Uh, seriously, like, I, I give you the time of day on the show that I made, the show that I go ahead and give my shout-outs out every single week, the show that I allow you to be on. That's right, I allow you to be on this show. Everybody don't go follow at Chris Sweendog. Everybody don't go follow at Dave the Rave underscore M-O. Just, just listen to me and follow at BTTG161. And I gotta kick my shoutouts off. Seriously, first of all, before I say what, what I'm shouting out, I, I'm, I incredibly much so apologize for that little outburst before. Dave and Chris, thank you so much for letting me be on your show. It means the world to me that you, you even think highly enough of me to, to let me be on here. I bet you guys want me to say, it's still real to me, damn it! You probably have no idea what I'm doing anyway. Well, you know what I'm doing when I say that, but just the whole rant. I'm killing time. Uh, first anti-shoutout goes to WWE Shop. For selling those WWE Performance Center t-shirts. You should have to actually kind of work for them to get the shirt. It's a dumb money-making shirt for Marks, though. 
I could definitely see people wearing it. Uh, number two, I'm going to give a shout-out to Marty DeRosa. You can follow him on Twitter and listen to his podcast, Wrestling with Depression, and see him every week with Cole Cabana in their YouTube series, Worst Wrestling Promos Ever, or Promo Ever. Sorry about that. Not like you're listening to it. doesn't matter. Uh, and last but not least, what would a podcast featuring just me be without a shout-out to Brandon from Marking Out, the B to the G, Go follow him on Twitter. I said it not even five minutes ago at BTTG161. Go watch Cooking with Brandon on YouTube. Seriously, thank you, uh, everybody who uh, who listens. And before I go into our markout moment of the week, I want to say that when I started to record this podcast... Uh, we we didn't have all these comments, or I, we had comments, but we didn't have this one. So I'm going to read this one from uh, at C underscore Zephyr, if I'm pronouncing that correct. I always feel like an asshole when I pronounce your Twitter handle. But he wrote into us saying, hey guys, great show as always. I wanted to run a theory by you. Chris touched on it a bit last week. If Brian... Daniel Bryan wins after a hard-fought match. Orton cashes in and completes the heel turn. What if the reason the McMahons are involved is just that they want Randy as their corporate champion? Vince even said he doesn't want Cena as champion, and he doesn't want Bryan even less so. Maybe Orton is the champion he wants, and that will finalize his full heel turn Kind of like The Rock back in the corporation days. I mean, just a thought. Looking forward to the next. Uh, looking forward to next week's show. Thanks, guys. Uh, first, again, let me start off saying if you were really looking forward to next week's show, which is this week's show, I do apologize. <laughs> um, although I'm gonna love the, the the hell out of this episode if it's a train wreck or whatever. Secondly, uh, with the whole McMahon, John Cena, and Daniel Bryan thing, I could see that happening, and I really don't want that to. I don't think Randy Orton, at this day and age, this time, this 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 present state of WWE, I don't think he deserves to be WWE champion, or even, I still don't think he deserves to have the briefcase. Um... And should Daniel Bryan win at uh, at SummerSlam? I don't know why I completely forgot what I was going to say. But if Daniel Bryan wins at SummerSlam, I hope it is a lengthy title run. I I hope it it shows that Daniel Bryan is the future. And yeah, so thank you for that question and thank you for the comments. I'm sorry, Chris and Dave weren't here to answer that and I guess now it's time for our moment of the week that is 
right, folks, our mark out moment of the week. Need I say more? I hosted my own show. If that's not a mark out moment of the week, I don't know what is. And right now, I kind of want to, well, yeah, it's not really that great of a mark out moment of the week. We've had better. I certainly don't think it's going to be in the running for mark out moment of the year. <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, real fast, a little non-wrestling talk. Uh, another thing that is near and dear to me, aside from professional wrestling, is comedy. And former guest of the show, Judah Friedlander, has started this online petition to better comedy shows. Uh, you can find all the information at dropthecheckspot.org, which is basically about how at comedy shows, most clubs drop the check before the show is over. And that interrupts the performer's act. I think it's a great thing to go ahead and sign because it pisses me off when I'm at a show and everyone's scrambling with their check. Uh, again, the website is dropthecheckspot.org. Go there. Uh, if you sign the petition and you take a picture of it and tweet it to both Mark and Out and Judah Friedlander, I will 100% give you a, a shout-out, I guess you'd say. Yeah, a shout-out on Mark and Out. Whether it's marking out 132, 133, whenever you hear the episode. So please go ahead and do that. Um, yeah, and just just sign the petition if you if you believe in it. Uh, I know I, I believe in it. But uh, that was that was this week's show, folks. And I, I do apologize. I'm, I'm sure it's kind of uh, short, shorter than you're used to. But I do want to thank you guys and girls for listening to this full episode. Uh, once again, you could follow Chris on Twitter at Chris Dog. You could follow Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Uh, you could follow us on Twitter. You already know at Marking Out. You could like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Marking Out. YouTube, I think it's Marking Out 1. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, just comment on the website. It's been working out real great. If you want to contribute to the show, email us at MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. Uh, once again, Ring Rope Rebellion, Nick Matocho, thank you so much. And just everybody for tuning in. Seriously, this was probably <laughs> the most nervous, most excited I've been for an episode just due to the fact that I'm by myself and I have to keep you guys entertained for an hour, under an hour. I have no idea where this time sits because I'm recording in GarageBand and it's only giving me beats and measures, which I have no clue what that is because I am barely a musician so join us or yeah let me say go back and watch no not watch because i'm not zach Ryder. go back and listen to old episodes at markingout.com uh have a great day have a great weekend have a great night a great morning afternoon afternoon delight that's that's about it ah
Oh, shit. I forgot to say, we wish you the best of luck on your future endeavors. Have a good week. No, seriously, my bad. My bad. I'm sorry. Pam roasted on you guys. I and think I, a lot of people were wearing green wet on Sunday, though. Really? I didn't even really notice. Neither did I. And I know the I colors of tires. We've went through this. Yeah. But, you know, it was, it was memorable. Miz gets the win. Miz gets a huge win, and he was marking out. <laughs> uh, I have to say, after he won, going completely and utterly nuts. Um, but I, I was disappointed by the match for the fact that we barely got to see it. I mean, where were we sitting? We were sitting right behind pretty much one of those pillars. So a lot of the pay-per-view, it was hit or miss, or you had to watch it on the big, yeah. big screen. Why don't, yeah, you guys, why don't you guys contact WWE about that and say you were unsatisfied with your tickets? What are they going to do? That? Dude, I know somebody. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this off here. Yo, Dave, can you please save this show? It's almost 2 a.m. I'm not saving anything. Do you want me to be on the show? Go down to Titanic. I am not helping you with anything. No, I mean, I, I wanted you to study more for your, your final, but I really, I really, really, really need your help saving the show. Yeah, save yourself. Peace. Dude, are you kidding me? Yo, he... Yo, he really hung up. He left me hanging.